Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers There's always so much to discuss Let's jump right in It's LA Clips Forum It's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian Welcome to the LA Clips Forum. My name is Brian Andrew. I have Jake Barnes and Trent Maddox filling in for Jesse this week. How are you guys doing? Uh, good, man. Thank you for having me. Um, we're here. Yeah, let's go. The LA Clips Forum Extended Universe, as I like to call it. Like, I feel like in another universe, you two would be doing your own LA Clips Forum, and me and Jesse would be the guests on your guys' podcast. And <laughs> in, in the other timeline, the other time, the other yeah. alternate timeline. I love that. Like, can't we, talk watching internet videos of somebody shooting basketballs. Oh, we'll talk later. I wonder who that is. <laughs> um, so, before we get into the Clipper stuff, there was some news today. I know this is not Clippers related. Uh, but I feel like it's w- it's NBA-related, but also WNBA-related. Um, uh, Brittany Griner today, uh, it came out that she's been in custody in Russia for having, what was it, hash oil on her or something like that? Vapes, I think, and hash oil. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I feel like the WNBA has not had a lot of good PR this week, um, but I, I just wanted to say um, – with everything going on in the world right now, I, re- I really hope uh, Brittany gets home safely. And uh, according to some news that I've seen, uh, I don't know if this is verified or not. She's been in custody for like three weeks and we're just finding out about this. Yeah, multiple multiple outlets reporting that. Right. Yeah. And um, uh, this could go hand in hand with the WNBA's, you know, maybe not financially taking care of their players enough that you know so they don't, don't have to play overseas in the offseason mm-hmm. uh you know with the new york liberty situation with the charter flights uh it's just not a good week for the WNBA. but more importantly i'm sure pretty sure Brittany is in a very uh terrifying situation and i hope that she gets home safely and uh, this is all over soon absolutely uh, yeah moving on to clipper stuff uh, we had a statement game, which I thought was suiting in the statement jerseys. Cause uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you guys know that I'm very against the statement jerseys, but yep. it was very fitting that we were the statement jerseys in a statement game. Cause you know, this probably had nothing to do with standings at this point. It was just pure blood rivalry, <laughs> you know, like, and uh, Reggie Jackson uh, went on for went up for 36 points. And uh, it, someone put a tweet, I forgot who it was. I think it was a, one of the Lakers beat writers said, like, it's very fitting that he, um, I'm paraphrasing, very fitting that he scored 36 points, being that that's the average age of the, of the Lakers. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, that's tough. That's tough. Um, so we, what are you guys' thoughts? What about you, Trent? Everyone against the Lakers is like a special, beautiful painting by my favorite artist, Jim Carrey. <laughs> the, the paintings themselves may not always be pretty, but they all make me laugh. And yes. uh, this one was this one was no different. This was a good game for uh, the team after the half. Uh, we were a little shaky going into the half, but the recovery was there putting the Lakers away the way we did. And uh, 
man, it just looks like they've they've thrown in the towel on Frank and and company. No, oh, yeah. the Lakers. That is. Sorry, guys. Hate to break your spirit. No, no, I enjoy it. So yeah, <laughs> we're 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 fans here, right? Like we we could try to be as professional as we want, but we're fans, and we always enjoy these Lakers, even when. It was Lob City Clippers playing against those lottery Laker teams. Like I enjoyed it every time. Every time. Uh, I, I was professional once, but that was 2002, and I've gotten mm-hmm. over it. It's been a long time. What about you, Jake? Uh, good win. Reggie had a great game. It's good to see him, especially go out Westbrook due to like their history in the past. Um, Zoo was great. Hardenstein was great. It was good to see us win. I love it, man. Uh, you can tell that the Lakers had a sense of urgency in the first half, and I don't know what happened to them in the second. It just, like, fell apart. And, uh, yeah, we we, uh, we took advantage and went on that crazy run. So, happy about the win. So, when uh, I was on the way home from after watching the Batman, and I thought I was going to get out much sooner, but the previews were just a lot longer than I thought they were going to be. And so... Uh, I ended up catching the second quarter on the radio and I'm listening, you know, no Eagles does a damn good job, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, we, we, we have the, like in terms of TV and radio, the two best, I think NBA uh, broadcasters in the league. Um, so play by play guys, I should put it that way. Um, and I'm watching the lake, the Clippers just build this lead, like Luke Kennard's hitting threes. And I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm checking the score when I'm at stoplights, make sure it's like it's going okay. <laughs> you know, uh, if it's a it's a special if, if I know it's gonna be a long stoplight, I'll even pull it up on Valley Sports. But I'm listening, and all of a sudden, I just hear the Lakers taking the lead down in the second quarter, taking the lead mm-hmm. down more, taking the lead down more, and I'm like, oh no, it's gonna be one of those no biting wins, and then. All of a sudden, I'm close to home, and it's the beginning of the third quarter, and I start hearing Morris getting in rhythm, Batum's making threes, and I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I'll come back in. I turn the TV on right when I walk in, and the Clippers have built almost like a 18 to 20-point lead at this point by the time I walked up the stairs. <laughs> and <laughs> it, and then it, just, it was just on from there. And even when the Lakers cut, cut down the lead, Reggie Jackson – would you consider this the most iconic Reggie Jackson game so far as a Clipper? Uh, I'm going to go no. Um, okay. It's a great game, but he had a great – I mean, the playoffs, bro, he was so good. <laughs> I mean, he was really I mean good. this last – he was so good in the playoffs. So, like, those that, those games in Utah uh, with PG, big shots. Um, in, in Phoenix, he was good in the Phoenix series. Yeah, Dallas. I feel like there was one game in Dallas, right, where, like, I feel like PG and Kawhi were kind of struggling and Reggie was kind of taking it upon himself. Um, it, it, was yeah. game, it was game six, I believe. Six? Six? Or it was either yeah. – it was, it was one of those games where it was like – basically it was an elimination game. It was either game six or it was game three. I want to say it was game six, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, Reggie Jackson was the only guy who could score in the first quarter, it felt like. It was and, crazy. And it kept us in yeah. the game. I think it was game yeah. six. Yeah. And then Kawhi took over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the and it's crazy because all these games are happening around the same time in the in the, in the month mm-hmm. roughly. Uh, and 
Reggie Jackson with the skip in the last game. Mm-hmm. And then uh, now we're in this game. And he just took over the fourth quarter. Like the Lakers thought they could probably, because I even felt like, you know, we, I listened to the second quarter and I was like, hell, if the Lakers get it to within 16 points at a certain time frame, they could easily go on a run to finish the game. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, for sure. but Reggie Jackson said, uh uh-uh. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> there we go, though. Yours is much better. <laughs> I had a very timid Stone Cold. I had a, I had a, a WCW Stone Cold right there. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a good game. We got the season sweep. Hopefully, you know, just for our mental health, we don't see him in the plan. Um, you never know what could happen. So, you know, uh, the season sweep would go to ashes if we uh, have to play him and something happened. Uh, but coming out of the laker game the most important thing which i feel like the clipper fans did this to themselves i'm not i'm not gonna lie to you so the week prior it was an espn game we felt you know well they're gonna have some pg news because that's when they're announced the mri right it was supposed to be thursday to move to friday the laker game happened then (laughs) We all were like, and then we came up with the conspiracy on our podcast. So we're like, this game's on TNT. We're going to be able, they're going to have Chris Haynes and blah, 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 right? And I think not only did we think that, I think eventually throughout the week, the rest of Clippers Twitter and Clipper fans were like, oh, no, the news is coming today. And then the game started happening. There happened to be no news. Earlier in the day, Marcus Morris is shooting jump shots and then Kawhi's in the background. So like I just feel like Clipper Nation is just super tense over like what's happening. And then every time we tell ourselves, you know what, whatever the news is, it's fine. You know what? Maybe they won't come back. It's a wrap or whatever. Right when they right when we, we think we're out, they pull us right back in. <laughs> and Kevin Harlan on TNT <laughs> says, Well, they look like they're ahead of schedule. Zoom in on them. We're doing great in the game. Richie Jackson's just killing it. And then the zoom in. On Norm, Kawhi, Paul George, and Kevin Harlan says they're ahead of schedule. And we're like, oh, all right. And then what happened today? Paul George is having shooting drills uh, in practice. Not only is he just shooting around, right? We see Kyrie and Kawhi, you know, just shooting around. He's not doing too much. But Paul George is legitimately doing shooting drills in practice today. Mm-hmm. Jake, are they coming back? <laughs> Um, you know, I'm going to stand by your report. I mm. think it's legit. Uh, hey, man, look, they're plus 6,000 in Vegas right now. Oh, uh, you got a hundred dollars, man. Go throw it on. You know, like I, I personally, I do think that with the more that we win, the less urgency there is to bring them back. Obviously they got to come in to get rhythm and reps. But if, if, I mean, we're not even at the 10 game mark. Give them 10 games to warm up. Uh, I think they come back. I, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know why maybe, because uh, obviously his injury is like more serious, uh, but Norm and PG, I mean, I don't, I don't see why not. You know, I, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, if they're healthy, for sure. I could see him. Okay. Do you, do you feel, Trent, I'll, I'll send this one to you. Do you feel he's already in the two week ramp up? Yes. That they were announcing earlier or is yes. It, okay. 
So I do. I think he's been already started the ramp up and keep in mind that as an upper body injury, he's been able to keep his cardio and his legs going. So this is more about just getting that rhythm of the shot. And then it's going to be get out there and, and throw it down. Oh, man. Uh, maybe not throw it down. Maybe not too many dunks right off the bat for PG. <laughs> yeah, it's not- but I, I do think you know your source was absolutely right. Team mm-hmm. is in contention. Team's looking good. The team's playing better. This is it's worth it. It's worth it to go for it. And I've been I've been yeah. maintaining this for weeks and weeks and weeks. I think both of them are coming back. Both of the big guns are coming back, and Norm will probably come back too. So book it. Book okay. it. Hell yeah. Plus six thousand. Plus six thousand. Go to go. go. I, I if you, if you, I, yeah. Look, look, I'm making my trip. I'm making my trip. I'm going to Vegas just because it is. I'm going to Vegas. Okay. Oh, okay. I gotta put a hundred uh, on it at plus six thousand. Put two hundred bucks plus twelve thousand. Come on, you're gonna get no better than that. Man. That's true. If you lose the cash, you lose the cash. Yeah. Like it is what it is, you know, whatever. I pay gas. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh gas is six bucks. We're good. Before or after? <laughs> Does Paul George come before or after? Uh, yeah, that, you're gonna be spending that money on your gas trip anyway. <laughs> it's cooked anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, before or after Bobblehead Night, which I believe is March 16th, if I have that correct. Ooh, 16th. That's next week. That's next week. Uh, what's today's? So, today's the fifth. Today's the fifth. That's 11 days okay, from now. Okay, so the one after. Uh, it's like midweek. Week after next, and yeah. and the answer is yes. That's the that's the return day. You think that's the return Ooh. day against the Raptors? That's the return day against the Raptors. Uh, I'm sticking to my guns. I said that earlier. So what's what is there another game around there where the competition is a little lower or no? So yes, there is, but they're all but they're away. So for example, they go on a road oh, no. trip no. against yeah, no. the Hawks, Pistons, Cavaliers right before the Raptors game. And then I would consider yeah. the ninth to be too early. Yeah, no, no way. Yeah, I don't think so. So, but if yeah, it had to be, I, I'm with Trent. Probably bobblehead night. Bobblehead night. Yeah, yeah. And then they go through a tough stretch of the Jazz Nuggets, 76ers Jazz, which you know maybe the Jazz isn't as tough as we think they are. And then the Bulls, which if we have Paul George, maybe a little quiet in there, that it might not be too bad. Yeah. Uh, so who do you think comes back first between Norman Powell and Kawhi Leonard? If they do, if they ever, let's just say all three come back this season, which one comes back first? Kawhi. You think Kawhi? Yeah. Let me let me try to do the math real quick. You guys chat a little bit about it. Not only do I think Kawhi is going to come back uh, between the two of them first, I think Kawhi is going to be back shortly after PG, maybe another week after, and then Norm I think we'll see in April. Yeah. And he will probably take up a spot in the bench rotation somewhere and uh, won't be overtaxed. Okay. So March would be 10 months since the injury. Okay. And it would be if we're counting surgery, if, if we all think tinfoil hat, if we all think this the surgery happened in July, like they said it did, but you know, it could have happened mm-hmm. in June then April would be 10 months, but March would still be nine months, even for the surgery. Mm-hmm. So it is on the timeline that we were given. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's the optimistic side of the timeline, but it's on the right. timeline for Kawhi. Um, Norman Powell is a little trickier. 
Uh, he, he's been practicing kind of, he's been in, in a boot. Uh, so I don't know that one. I feel like, yeah, I do think Hawaii's going to come back before Norman, but I do think if we get them both, if we get all three back before the plan, uh, that's, that's a beautiful thing. I feel like I said, I feel like the teams playing the Timberwolves right now are not going to do us any favors. Timberwolves are playing great. And a lot of, we're getting into that point of the season where teams in the lottery are going to start tanking. So if you have yeah. an easier, if you have an easier <laughs> schedule, it's just, it's just, you're, those are just yeah. getting wins. Yeah. Or if you're the trailblazers, you're going to tank your way out of the play in if possible. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because like looking into it, like we were discussing before we came on that, like the Lakers uh, could easily be knocked out of the play in, you know, but you, you would need the blazers who have the easiest schedule in the NBA coming up to try. And it doesn't look like they will. So that kind of limits the Blazers. So then you need someone like the Spurs to catch up to the Lakers because it seems like the Pelicans are going to catch them. And the Pelicans, and if the Clippers were to go on a skid, I don't think the Pelicans could catch the Clippers, but they'll they'll try. <laughs> they'll, they're, the way they're playing right now. They'll Oof. certainly try. Um, and Zion's coming back. So for the Clippers' sake, you want to at least beat the Timberwolves and not have to play the Pelicans at all in that playing right. game. Um, and I trust the Spurs to compete against the Pelicans more than I trust the Lakers to compete against the Pelicans at this point. I don't know if we are, if we're all in agreement with that, but I agree. Yeah, I agree. Well, you'll, you'll find out a lot more because they have two more head to head games against the Pelicans coming up. Right. Oh boy. I don't, I don't envy the Lakers closing schedule. They're, they're paying for that easy front-loaded schedule that they yeah. had but but at the end of the day they have 17 rings and we have zero you know that's 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 <laughs> apparently that's what apparently matters and... <laughs> I, you know what i keep hearing that yeah it's weird but the the first five were in minneapolis i'll keep pointing that out yeah you know and I, I would also like to point out that we absolutely have the league lead in longest time with the worst owner in sports at uh, 34 years with donald sterling so yeah uh, mm. That well, happens to coincide with the Lakers having one of the best owners in sports, Dr. Buss. So, hey, you know, you know, I don't know if there's anything to it, but I'm pretty sure Donald Sterling was holding us back. Well, we're undefeated going into last season, and we're uh, we won. Hold on, I gotta get my math right. Thirty-two of the last thirty-nine meetings. I was, I think wow. it was thirty-one of the yes. last thirty-eight. The last time we did a podcast, so thirty-two of the last yes. thirty-nine. Uh, so that's that's impressive. That's quite a few years of basketball for us to, to win, especially uh, without Paul George or Kawhi for a solid portion of those, you know. And I can't even think back to the Lob City era, but I'm pretty sure we didn't have Chris Paul or Blake Griffin for some of those as well. Because <laughs> uh, those two were always injured. Um, so, yeah, because, uh, uh, you know, always feels good. Like, yeah. There's nothing much more to say about that. So we're going to move on to, uh, unless you guys have any more thoughts on Kawhi and Paul George coming back. Let's get it, man. Uh, Like I tell everybody on here, if they're not, support the team. Get out to these games. I had people tell me that the the game, this past game, Laker fans were 70% to R30. Um, Get out to these games. They're cheap, super cheap. Um, I'm even doing a giveaway for some tickets actually today. Um, so, I mean, well, if you guys listen to this, it won't be today, but you feel me, um, get out, to, get out, get out to these games though, man. And go support this team. 
uh, stars or no stars. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It, Book it, your it, tickets early too, because uh, these games are going to, the demand is going to raise when absolutely. the big guns come back. Absolutely. And yeah. if you, and as a Clippers fan, you should love this team even without those guys, especially the right. performance Reggie just gave the, 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 the crowd chanting Reggie in the fourth quarter when you're up by 20 something, almost 30 points. Uh, it's it's and then Reggie saying we're building something special here, and then you know it could it could probably get even more special if those guys come back. Absolutely, uh, look at the look at the performances we've had in in the last few weeks from Terrence Mann and Avita Zubats and Reggie Jackson and Amir Coffee and Rodney Co- Robert Covington. I keep calling him Rodney Covington, but I think that's because you guys keep throwing Rodney, Rodney Hood. Hood at me, and it's <laughs> blowing up my brain. We're we're gonna get into uh, some Rodney Hood and Semi Ojale talk later in this podcast, so I know I know I know the fans are waiting. I tell you, it's just been it's been an amazing thing to watch because the, this philosophy of we're going to ride the hot hand. Whoever's got it tonight is the guy. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a different guy every night. Sometimes Reggie Jackson was the guy, whatever day it was, Thursday when we played the Lakers. And uh, tomorrow we get the Knicks and who knows who it'll be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know? this is this might be the first time this season, too. And I know we had some scares against Houston that we looked at the schedule and said, this this is a schedule. This part of the schedule, we could go five and zero against Houston and the Lakers, right? We felt like the Lakers were in shambles. Houston's not good. We could go five and zero, and I feel like for the first time this season, we did not play down to our opponents too much. Yeah, we did a little bit in those Houston games, but we we still came out with W's, and that's what matters in the in the ultimate picture. And I I felt good because like there was times right. where like we would get like a really impressive game of impressive win against the nets and then we would lose to the timberwolves or something you know it not saying the timberwolves are bad they're up, they're above us in the standings but if you could beat the nets you would think you could beat the timberwolves kind of thing you know and i feel like that's uh caused a little bit of frustration with uh, the clippers and the fan base but speaking of the, the clippers fan base we haven't done this i think in a couple episodes because there's been so much news and stuff like that we're gonna do a clipper support group you know and to be honest things are good we're five and zero. Oh. Uh, there's not much to be too concerned about. There's not too much to struggle with being a Clippers fan other than Laker people hitting you up on Twitter and telling you about how many championships uh, other players have won. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, what are, what are some things that maybe are troubling you two? Do you guys have any or do you want me to go first? Go ahead, Brian. Okay, I'll go first. So I brought up a question this week on Locked on Clippers about – as much as we love uh, Isaiah Hartenstein, do we believe he's played himself out of being a must-sign player in the offseason? And the reason why I brought it up was because I was I was thinking, because earlier in this year, we all were thinking, yeah, we have to get Isaiah Hartenstein back. It, it's something we have to do. And we all were like, I don't know if we can. He might make too much money. Someone's going to want to get him. He could probably start somewhere else, stuff like that. I believe these this last month or so, and this might be a positive take, even though it's going to come off as negative, he might have played himself into we could probably afford to bring him back at this point with our MLE and stuff like that. But also, if for whatever reason he made more money somewhere else, I won't be as upset as I would have been maybe two months ago if he had to walk. I would have been like, cool, he got paid, he's earned it, move on, enjoy your career, Isaiah. But 
he's recently tweeted that this is the first uh, time that a coach, or he didn't tweet, but uh, it's been said. Uh, I read it on it was a tweet. A, yeah, it was in a post game. Yeah, that he, he mentioned it in post game interview with somebody. That Ty Lue was the is one of the first coaches to really believe in him, and this whole team believes in each other and stuff like that. So, he this seems is like a guy who's this is a guy who's twenty three years old, and this is his fourth franchise. He's played in Houston, he's played in Cleveland, mm-hmm. and he's played in uh, uh, Denver. Denver. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time he's felt appreciated and embraced, and you know, has been given a role and he's really excited and really happy. So I think that leans towards him coming back and betting on himself one more time on a short, short-term deal that could ultimately net us his bird rights and therefore more money down the road. Yeah. I, uh, I also want to throw out there, this is kind of separate, but in the same ballpark is uh, this is, might be one of the first times, maybe last season too, but like before then, as a Clippers fan, I never felt confident that the players were happy enough to stay. Like this this <laughs> time around, it's like the players, like the Clippers are sending these players up, like Robert Cummington, Isaiah Harnstein, Amir Coffey, that although like their circumstances are not perfect in terms of financial stuff and maybe not having a guaranteed roster spot in Amir Coffey situation, but they all look happy enough that they trust the front office that they're going to work something out in the offseason. And everyone's gonna be content and want to come back and try to, you know, be part of something special. Um, so, but like, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm officially at a, as a fan at that point where if Isaiah Harnstein were to take more money somewhere else, I'd be okay just finding another center. But uh, I would like him to stay. But uh, he's just he's had an off couple months, but he's also had moments where he's killing it, and then there's moments where you know he dribbles the ball off his chin or something. Um, I think they're they're they are experimenting with him. They're pushing his his boundaries and his limits, and he's doing it to himself too. He's pushing his limits and pushing his boundaries and yeah. shooting the occasional three that makes us all cringe. You know, the yes, yes, the no, no, yes shots. Uh, they're all no, 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 unless it goes in, and then you scream yes, yes. at the end. Yeah, uh, it's not really a yes. I, it's like sure, sure, okay, don't <laughs> yeah. do that again. <laughs> yeah, it's like. And, and a part of me feels bad because I'm like, Zoo's been like clamoring for like trying to shoot threes since he's been there. And I'm like, hey, you know, well, I guess, you know, Zoo's just not chilling on the on the baseline uh, trying to get a three in. Yeah. But I think I think Zoo follows orders better than Isaiah. I think Isaiah is more of a freelance, you know, he's an artist out there with the ball. You never know what he's going to do. <laughs> Zoo's more I'm structured. I'm going to do it the right, right way. Going to follow right. the follow the game plan to the letter. Da, da, da. I, I do want to point out real quick. You mentioned Robert Covington and how he seems happy. He really opened up in a post game presser earlier this week where he was talking about uh, the struggles that he had in the in the bubble about his dealings with his own personal mental uh, health and and his happiness versus depression. And uh, it really opened up, and that's really saying something for a guy who's on an expiring deal. Mm-hmm. who has no guaranteed future anywhere for him to feel comfortable enough to come out and say something that heavy. And to be, to be honest with the, with a fan base, that's just getting to know him. But I think he feels so comfortable and that the, the team itself has lifted him up so much. I just, I love him. I love Roko to death. I want him to stay so badly. Uh, I agree. I just don't want to see any of these guys go at this point, except Same. maybe a couple Same. guys that we'll talk about later. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll see we'll see uh jake do you have anything as a clippers fan you're um you, you know, know like 
as everybody knows, like if you follow me on Twitter, you know I'm hugely optimistic on this season, and I'm just enjoying the season as it goes. Like uh, every decision that's been made, I've I've rolled with it. Whether it was playing Bledsoe and Bledsoe having his you know herky jerky moments where he's great, or you know he's struggling, I I enjoy every single minute of it because um, we're producing wins, mm-hmm. and um, that's what matters. The one thing I would like to know is, I mean, obviously the Amir situation, I'd like to get his contract figured out if they want to, you know, it, it, it almost feels a little weird because it's like, I feel like they were kind of waiting for him to come back down to earth a little bit from his, you know, great games. Obviously, Amir was probably not in a lot of team scouting reports. So it was easy for him to kind of get a couple buckets out there. And now that he's kind of, you know, came back down to earth a little bit, like, I wonder if teams are... Or if the team is like, eh, you know, we don't know. But, I mean, if you ask me, he's worked his way into a contract no matter what. Like, it's not yeah. a question. Like, he's a full-fledged NBA player. Um, Absolutely. And I, I, there's that. And then, you know, I don't know if we're going to go with the buyout market. I personally just want to stay the way we are. I'm, I'm fine with what, what we got right now. Um, I agree. I, I really don't see any issue, man. We're, we're playing above – our projected Vegas win totals was 45 wins and we're legit there. Like with that was with PG projection, 45 mm-hmm. win projection. And we're right there. So I'm, I'm happy, man. I mean, this is a great season. Yeah, it is. It, it does feel special. Like Reggie said, Trent, it, it really does feel special. I have got, I've got one. I've got a okay. concern that right. what I saw on Thursday night really told me that I was definitely on the right track. There are two kinds of Reggie Jackson, the closer, right? There is the energetic, happy, dancing, blowing it out, Reggie Jackson, closing the game versus the Lakers on Thursday night, which is the Reggie that we get when he's not worn out from playing 38 minutes in a game. Thursday, he, he got into early foul trouble. He only played like 14 and a half minutes in the first half. Uh, because he picked up three fouls. And I think if Ty can get him more rest in the first three quarters, fourth quarter Reggie is dancing and shucking and jiving and making Russell Westbrook look like an absolute clown. Uh, that's that's a huge thing for us until we get our, our big gun closers back to have closer Reggie rested in the fourth. That's my concern. I want to see closer Reggie rested no, in the fourth absolutely. quarter. Speaking of that, like if we get Russell Westbrook to stop, uh, you know, doing those aggressive uh, slide tackles in, uh, out there yeah, and, yeah. and Let, tripping people. Brian, can I speak on that, bro? Can I speak yeah, on that? It. You know, yeah. like, as someone that hoops, right? Like I, I, I play and, and that's trash, bro. I mean, that is that's trash. Yeah. Like yeah. that is so trash. Whether you're a Laker fan and you hear this or a Clipper fan or a Bulls fan, whatever, and you stumble upon this podcast, there's no point to – there's, none of that needs to be done. Like it's so unnecessary. It it's dirty, bro. And people can get hurt at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, that's one thing that I just cannot stand. God broke my ankle just playing. So mm-hmm. I can imagine someone purposely, you know, tripping you, stepping on you. It's it's not cool. Well, if we're, you're getting we're, cooked, you're getting cooked. We're we're constantly <laughs> seeing injury, especially in our uh, with the Clippers with Norman Powell and Isaiah Hartenstein earlier in the year. Yeah, just man. by landing, just by landing awkwardly or something like that, you could set yourself back a month or two in the season. And like, and yes, Russ, man. you're you're down by twenty something points. You already got beat. You don't have to stick your leg out like that, or you There's don't have no to point. be tri- you don't have to be tripping 
uh, Zoo, who's running, who's oh. the last guy down the court. You know, yeah, it's, not, it's not even like he was beating anybody on the court. You know, it's it's extremely frustrating. If it were real, like European football, he would have racked up two yellows in the fourth quarter there. Yeah, I, I think that's so lame. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I've I've played basketball against Bone Collector. Everybody who probably knows basketball knows Bone Collector. The, mm-hmm. the dude, he'd be out there, IG, you know, handle God. And like, he's trying to cross me over and I'm just kind of letting him, I'm letting him rock. What, like, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to stick my leg out there and trip him just because I'm getting cooked. I mean, you know, yeah. it's, yeah, it's not. It's weird. It's just there's no place for that, bro. Absolutely. I I would like to share this with you. It just came across on Twitter uh, while we were recording that uh, Reggie Jackson claims he's or says he's never seen this kind of support from a fan base and wanted to find a way to thank Clippers fans. I love it. So for the rest of this season, starting Wednesday, the Clippers will be giving out these PB&J bites to fans to thank them for his support. It's a little package of peanut butter and jelly bites That's uh, awesome. with Reggie's Love photo it. on it. And it says from Reggie, uh, thank you, Clipper Nation. It's beautiful packaging. Uh, this had to have been in the works for a long time. If you know anything about <laughs> this kind yeah. of food stuff, manufacturing and stuff, this yeah. is not a quick turnaround. Um, yeah. So, oh man, what a cool, cool, cool thing to do. Absolutely. We have a special team, man. It's a special team and a special franchise. And, like, things like that, like, even the little things, it goes such a long way. Like, it it speaks volumes of the players, the team, the owner. Like, especially, especially, like, Reggie, for using Reggie Jackson uh, as an example, too. His career, too, going from OKC to Detroit, thinking about retiring, coming back. Mm-hmm. And having the season he's having and the playoffs he had last year, like it's hard not to root for this. I understand if you're a Laker fan, obviously you don't like when he's flexing and having a good time out there. Uh, sure, fine. But for us as Clipper fans, we're we know his story and we're enjoying the fact that he's finding life in basketball again and mm-hmm. he's enjoying it and he's helping us win games and he's passionate. Like he like we're gonna get go on to a segment right now. But like he he's another person like we talked about Patrick Beverly Lou Will like he's a he's forever a Clipper. Uh, he he is someone yeah. who legitimately will be in the conversation to at least be um, either having a jersey retired or like I don't know like for example there's two different ways you could do this you know some pe- some teams do retired jerseys some of them just have like a little like. Uh, especially since it's going to be our own arena, we might have like names circling the court or something. And then it will yeah, have yeah. like, you know, just that's how we can remember players. Commemorative stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah. Uh, do you have a game? Like every time Trent comes on, he has a game for us. So do you have I a do. game for us? You have a game I for came us? up with an idea for a game and I'm going to throw it at you right now. It's called go. Retire a Clipper with a question mark at the end. Retire a Clipper? With, oh. Let me get my inflection right. Retire a Clipper? Huh? Anyway, what I'm going to do is run through the roster, and you guys are going to answer on a scale of 1 to 10, taking your personal feelings aside, whether or not they're going to retire at the Clipper. What as do you think? Clipper. Simple? Okay. Yeah. Yes, they're going to retire as a Clipper. So we'll say Paul George. What do you think, scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the most likely he retires a Clipper? Go ahead, Brian. <laughs> Oh man, we're already getting into hot take territory right here. Yep, we're gonna start right at the top. It's probably a five. 
because it depends. Think there's another stop after this, and and it won't be like a serious stop. It might just be a. Hey, you're at the tail end of your career. You're making X amount of money. We'd like to get that off the books because we're going to start our new chapter and we'll, we're going to like, if the Clippers win a championship, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers just like, you know, Paul George, Kawhi, you're, you could be part of this till you retire, even if we're mediocre. But if they want to move on to the next chapter, I wouldn't be surprised if Paul George is one of those tradable contracts like five years from now, not like in the near future, but down the line like maybe on his next contract they might think all right you know he's older he's in his late 30s let's try to trade that contract jake what do you think i'm gonna go seven uh seven i, I think that there's a high probability that he probably stays here um considering that his contract like i can't see us opening the into it and him not being there for like the long extensive years Mm-hmm. I don't know, but who knows? You know, this league is, it's crazy. The league is fickle. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to say, sure. I'm going to say eight. I, mm-hmm. I think it's a, he's a likely to, to retire at Clipper, like to finish his career here. Kawhi Leonard, Jake. Uh, 10. 10. I, I think if the franchise, for show, for show. if the franchise takes care of him, I mean, they have, they've done it so far. I mean, it's perfect. It's catered to him. Uh, he's home. Mm-hmm. That's like the most important part. He's home. Uh, I think he probably retired the Clippers for sure. Do, do you think he would take uh, a favorable contract in his later years to maybe like when maybe he's not the best guy on the team anymore? But he if you think if, uh, he already did it, yeah, yeah he, he already did it. Right? Yeah, he just did it. Yeah, so yeah. I would say he's a nine. I think he he's if the Clippers had to make the hard call and say. We're going to have to get rid of some money just so we can open up and work on the next chapter of being a Clipper. I do think that's why I felt like Paul George is like more of a five and Kawhi's a nine. I believe you there. I'm going to say, I'm going to say nine as well. I think it's almost a certainty. Uh, Who's next. Let's go straight to the top here. Reggie Jackson. Likelihood he retires a Clipper. Brian, what do you think? I'm actually going to put it up there. Yeah. he seems like one of those players that if for whatever reason him and the Clippers couldn't agree on something, he would actually just retire. So I'm going to actually say it's like, it's a seven. I, I, there's a chance like the Clippers front office could be cold and trade him at some point. I do believe he'll get a new contract at the end of his next contract. Uh, we've seen him, you know, move on from players like Lou Will and Patrick Beverly. So, you know, a player moving on from Reggie's not out of the question, but I do, but I also don't think Reggie would want to play anywhere else. So, like, right. based on if you're retiring a Clipper, I could see him uh, deciding not to play anywhere else. So, I'm going to say seven. Jake, what do you think? Is Reggie going to retire a Clipper? You know, he already turned down more money in New Orleans uh, mm-hmm. to stay here. Uh, I mean, I think this is his last stop. I see him as like one of those like 34, 35 year old retirees. Like they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're out of here kind of early, you know, they're not playing the 36, 37. Um, yeah. I, I think, I think he retired the Clipper. I'm going to go, I'm going to stick with PG though. Seven. I'm going to stay there. Like in that same, that same little ballpark, just cause um, like once again, this league, you don't know. Um, yeah. But seven. 
No, you can't hear Reggie Chance like you heard against the Lakers and retire anywhere else. He's a tank. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's retiring in this jersey, right. and bless him for it. How about uh, Marcus Morris? Jesse, what do you got? Marcus Morris? That's a three. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said Jesse. I know. He's not even here. <laughs> right. uh, I, I, Brian, I'm, I'm, I'm Jesse by proxy. Uh, Jesse says it's three. No, it's yeah, eight. shout out Jesse. Jesse, you know, you're in there. Shout out Jesse. I have my I have my eyes down. I'm staring directly at my phone, and I'm like, "Oh, Jesse's there." <laughs> so used to him, and he's not there. It's heartbreaking. I love uh, Jess. Uh, I, I think it's a three, though. I, I think if we're gonna move on in general in the next couple of years or something, he's he's someone that's always going to be in the trade trade block trade deadline situation. Um, we'll most likely keep him, but I still think he's one of those players who thinks he could still play even if we decide to move on. So. It's like a three if he'll retire a clipper. What do you think, Jake? Same. Going with three. Three. Yeah. I, I'm probably for this, in for all the same reasons. Yeah. yeah I'm three. probably in the two to three range for the same reasons as well. Mm-hmm. Uh how about Nick Batum? Jake, what do you think of Nick? Dude, you know, I really want this to be a 10. I'm I'm one of those guys that um that I believe that these like these guys should be on the team forever because they are just the culture setters. They're the guys that, and I'm not saying Pat Bev wasn't one, but like he kind of wasn't because mm-hmm. he didn't play, you know, you can only do so much from the sideline. Like I'm being right. serious. Right. And, and uh, Nick Batum is just one of those guys that we have to have with us the long way. I mean, what, three, four more years, maybe like, you know, that's, one it's more contract 10. after this one? It's a 10. He has to stay here, you know. Look, look at Iguodala. Ended up back with the Warriors. It's got to be the way. Even if that. he played just 10 minutes a night, he was at the back end of our bench when he's much older. Not now, but, like, when he's yeah. much older. He still would bring value to this team as, like, that player, mentor, coach role. You just you know? need that. Yeah. Nick Collison, Udonis Haslam. Like, mm-hmm. those are guys. That's You really need that, man. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's a nine. I do think he's happy. Um, maybe I I'll be honest. This is gonna come off as negative, but I mean it sincerely. Is I don't see him playing playing so well that the vet men somewhere else is gonna be better than the vet men we would offer if it got to the point where we're offering vet men to him. You know, does that make sense? Like we have his bird rights. He's gonna get his contract this year, this year. But when that's over, I don't see a vet men somewhere else being better than the vet men we could offer. Being more attractive, I agree with you. Nick Batum is the old man of our roster at age 33 mm-hmm. in his 13th season. I think that there's a certainty he's gonna retire Clipper. I'm gonna give him a 10 as well. So 10 for Reggie, 10 for Nick. Uh Marcus, we're not so sold on. Uh, let's hop down into the younger. Well, we can cover Rocco. What do you think? Is, is Rocco going to resign here? He's 31 mm-hmm. and a young 31. He just turned 31. But uh, his contract's up at the end of the season. What do you think, uh, Brian? He still probably has another five to six years of basketball in his career if he wants it, even if he just eventually just becomes a corner three guy. Um Trevor Ariza style, yeah, only he, better. Uh, the well, I think he'll be playing for the Clippers for five to six more years. Like I do think he'll play for us for another two to three, possibly four, but another five to six or something. I don't know. Like the 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 Lakers will be signing a, a, a quite a few vet men contracts in like seven years from now, so you never know. <laughs> uh, 
So to retire Clipper, I'd probably put that at like a four. I'm like Shade. We, Yeah, so four. Yeah. Jake, what do you think? Real quick, yeah, retire go, Clipper. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with three. Yeah. Um, I expect him to probably get a two-year deal, maybe one plus one, something like that. Go from there. I think that we'll try to get him on a one plus one, but maybe two plus three, anything beyond that. I don't know that we'll be able to swing, but uh, yeah, I, I don't think Rocco is going to be long for the Clippers because I think somebody else will really covet him Me too. and uh, it'll be the right. best move for him to go elsewhere. How about uh, old man and uh, Norman Powell, who's played a whopping three games for us. It's a good um, one right here. Legend. You know, he is under long-term contract. He's 28. Yeah. Yeah, He's 28. He signed for another four years. Is I believe that that's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he'll be 32. As long as he stays healthy, we would probably want to keep him around. Yeah. Uh, so we could give him another long contract at 32. That could last him through 36, 37 years old. To be honest, at that point, he might actually make more money than Paul George and Kawhi if we decide to keep that trio together at that point, you know, four, four, four or five years from now. <laughs> Who knows? The salaries yeah. are so wacky now. Um. I'm gonna say, if thing if he stays healthy, things work out. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that around a six because there there's a chance that he stays for this contract plus another great contract, and then he sticks, and that's it. Jake, what do you think? I'm going five, uh, 50, 50. Um Could be that he has a great what four years of this, um, and he plays well, or. There could be a trade that comes around and he has a great contract already. And, you know, and we never know. So five. There's a decent chance. Obviously, I don't want this to happen. There's a decent chance he might not make it to next season if his contract is involved in a trade that the front office thinks is what would help our team more, which I don't think that's right. the case. I think he's got the perfect fit, but Same. you never know. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, I think you guys are right. Somewhere in the middle, four or five. Uh, I, he's probably – I don't know. I think he does have one more good contract left after this big one that he just signed. We'll see how it works out. I mean, he's brand new to the team. Maybe he loves it here too and says, you know, I don't want to play anywhere else. Now we'll move down to some of the younger guys. Uh, How about Terrence Mann? What do you think the odds are Terrence Mann retires a Clipper? Uh, We know, we know his story, second round pick out of nowhere. It, it could be like an Eric Bledsoe situation where he goes somewhere else for a bit and then comes back later in his career. But most likely I'm going to say it's like a two that he retires a Clipper because he's young enough and he's talented enough to eventually go somewhere else, make good money and have a good career. Cause by the time his Clippers contracts up, he's going to be like 28, 29. Yeah. Something like that. So Yeah. I think it's a two. Jake, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm with Brian. Um, can definitely see him go play hometown teams, uh, Brooklyn, Boston. Yeah, he, yeah, he was born in Brooklyn and or born in New York City and, and raised yeah. in in Boston. Brooklyn I, and then moved to Boston. Yeah, I think there's a better chance that he boomerangs out and back that he ends his career here down the line, like an Eric Bledsoe. So I'm going to give him like a five. Are we counting people signing like one day contracts at the end of their career? No. Okay. No, <laughs> no that's impossible to gauge. Uh, 
Then Amir Coffee is 24. We're about to, in theory, sign him to a deal, but who knows? Uh, what yeah. do you think? Is he sticking long term? I would say that's also like a two. Like, Same kind of range. Like, yeah, like it's not impossible that like he boomerangs back. So I'm not going to say it's a one, but it's it's most likely that he'll eventually earn his money somewhere else, get in that 10 to 15 million dollar range range after this contract that we're going to offer him and then the clippers at that point just have to decide like is the tax worth it to bring in a guy who is going to be our ninth or eighth person off the bench you know when we when everyone's healthy so yeah i I do think he'll eventually go somewhere else in the league so jake i'm there with brian same same kind of thing all right jake how about luke how about luke canard because we know what jesse we know what brian's gonna say we know what jesse would say too you guys are on in simpatico on this guy look man look luke the shit we should try to retain this man at all costs (laughs) i mean i mean it's the this is the best shooter in the league um he's young shoot i mean he bought a house in tarzana he bought a house here he's in the valley um Look, I'm I, I'm gonna say like a six, um, because what he just brings to a team is like, it's just you can't get it anywhere. It's tough, and shooters get paid. Yeah, Brian, I know, I know for you, it's like it doesn't matter. He's gonna get a statue outside the Intuit Dome anyway, right? Oh, absolutely. It's gonna it's gonna be the poster on LeBron James, even if he doesn't do ah. it. Even if it's just gonna be, <laughs> it's it's gonna he's just like pushing him down and. Um, I would the thing is he's going to be in trade talks every offseason and then hopefully it's uh, it's on the Clippers front office to have the discipline to just not do it and I think that's where I'm at where I'm going to say it's probably like a five because he's one of those players too that he could probably just give you a solid 10 years Kyle Korver style and he could be jumping from team to team, or he could just stay on one team like some of these other great shooters you see that I've been playing for franchises for their whole career, like Eric Podikowski, for example. Um, so he could stick around forever, uh, eventually maybe take a better contract, maybe even get more. But he's also a player that another team, um, what, uh, how many more, like three, four years from now could be like, you know what, Luke, we'll give you 20-something plus to come shoot the basketball for our team, you know, so. I, I, it's a five because I do think like you got to retain him at all costs, like Jake said. But I think he's a future six man of the year award winner and uh, with us for the record. And I, and I do think he's going to go elsewhere and have, a, you know, a solid back half of his career after the great front half with us. And then I do think he'll boomerang back around. Like I think Lou Williams is going to come back to us and, you know, just on a vet man or something, just to hang around the team for his last season. Yeah. If, if next year's his last season, I would love to have him sitting there on the bench, cheering our guys on and playing a few minutes here and there and just juicing the crowd and being Lou. Yeah. So I, I would, I put him in the like six to seven range. You know, once you live in Tarzana, it's hard to, it's hard to say, Hey, you know, Indianapolis is nice. <laughs> Cause you know, it's not, uh, I'm not going to cover the super young guys, the Brandon Boston Jr., the Jason Prestons, the Jay Scrubs, because they're just so much lies ahead of them. Uh, I think Isaiah Hartenstein, we're probably going to say the same thing 
you know, yeah. the likelihood of him staying around for very long is pretty slim. It's about two to one. Uh, yeah. You want to? Do you really want to talk about Rodney Hood? Because I'll, so, I'll let you. So I'll give you your soapbox because it's your platform. So how old is he right now? Rodney Hood is twenty nine. He's twenty nine years old. I totally <laughs> thought he was like two years older than. That. I I could have if you told me he was thirty six, I would have been yeah, that makes sense. Uh, uh, <laughs> being that he's 29 i think he'll he'll feel like he could still play and somebody's gonna give him a contract so he he's he there's a zero percent chance he retires a clipper he's uh, in year seven yeah he, he feels like it's it feels like he's been around longer than that it's a zero because unless he brings back for some reason in another like you know throw it away trade somehow you know like it's a zero well, if we're doing one to ten, it's a one. Let's just put it that way. There you go. <laughs> it's a one. It's a one. I agree. One. Uh, and semi usually I'd probably put in the same par- ballpark. Oh. He said twenty-seven years old in his fourth year, so he was one of those four-year college. Players. I I'm gonna give this a six simply because <laughs> there's a decent chance this is the last NBA team he plays for. Like, oh. If we're not if we're not counting the G League, there's a decent chance he goes overseas or something, balls out, makes good money calls it a career you know um there's also a chance the team signs him to a training day contract but i'm not a a training camp contract i'm not i'm not gonna necessarily i guess the 10 day counts right because it's regular season basketball so true um like xavier moon technically would be maybe retiring as a clipper um yeah i'm gonna say it's a six because it's a decent chance he just doesn't play in the nba after the season i'm just being real about it so it's a six (laughs) i saved I, I'm assuming Jake's probably in the zero to one. Uh, dude, I mean, if yeah, zero. <laughs> I saved one name. Yeah. Be- because, of course, I did. Because this uh, this one, I think, is going to be the hot take machine. At age 24, Ivica oh, yeah. Zubats. Oh, yeah. yeah Jake, sure. what do you think his likelihood man. of retiring a Clipper is? Look, man, he's so young. And he's going to get paid. Um, he'll probably get paid till he's like 29, 28. Which would mean his next contract because he's under contract under, for through next year. His next yeah. contract will be the one that he, you know, makes this the one, majority of his money on. This one is tough. This one is tough. I fully expect him to be like 15 to 20 mil a year because that, that's what centers get paid. Are we going to offer I do that? Too. Are we going to offer that? You think? Do we have look, his bird man, rights? I'm assuming we have his bird rights, right? I think we do. Yeah, yeah we should. We should. I'm assuming yeah. we do. Look, look. Uh, I would pay him 15 to 20. Um, I mean, shit. Like, there's some centers out there getting paid. I, you know, I don't really want to go out here and, and, and cook them, but there are centers out here getting paid. And then him at 15. I mean, any team I think would take a shot at it. Uh, I'm gonna go like a six, you know, because maybe after this next deal, you never know what his contract at the, can open up so many doors, trade opportunities, etc. Right. You know, there's always stuff out there, so you never know. I'm gonna go when, six when he starts making 15 mil or so or 20 mil, his contract becomes a lot more tradable, and yeah, uh, and we will have a little bit less patience for certain things. I feel like, For um, yeah, his play will, yeah. So, but I'm going to say it's a, I was going to come in here and say it was a one, 
because I was there's being his age and what happens to the centers is they get the big contract by the end of it. It's not worth it. They usually get bought out. Then they sign vet men's for four to five years and then they retire. Bounce that's, around. that's basically the center's life in the NBA. Shout out, if, shout out DeAndre. So I'm going to move that up to three simply because mm-hmm. there's a decent chance we're looking for a center down the line for a vet men, maybe be the backup center when he's in his thirties mm-hmm. come in and we'll be like, Oh, cool. Look, we got zoo back. This is great. Uh, or he signs vet men's with everyone else in the league and doesn't come back. So I'm going to say it's a three because I don't think he's going to spend his late, his late twenties here, but there's a decent chance he signs a vet men at the end of his career. There are very few players in, my, in the modern NBA that play their entire careers with a single team. And Zubats will not be one of them because he played for the Lakers mm-hmm. before being traded to us for uh, Clipper legend Mike Muscala, who never wore the jersey. <laughs> My hot take is that Isaiah Hartenstein, or sorry, Ivica Zubats, I'm looking at the names that Ivica Zubats, who just got married as well this offseason, um, he loves it here. He legitimately loves it here. He sees himself as a, a part of a pillar in the in the culture of the team. He's a good guy. He loves the system. He loves Ty. He loves the guys. He looks great in that black uniform. Uh, I'm going to put him at a nine because I think he's going to hometown discount us and probably retire earlier than many big men. I, I just see I him as the kind of Yeah. He's just going to gonna... kind of shrug his shoulders and go, you know, I got a great, I got a great life. I got all the money. I love. I kind of feel like just, he's out of here early too, like thirty-two. Yeah, like maybe way. I'll just start playing video games and raising dogs or something. Hey, man. You know? I, I, think, I think I think a lot of our numbers are based on that. If that Ty Lue is sticking around for at least a good portion, of, there's a good of these, like at least these thirty-year-olds contracts. If that makes sense, like these, like. Nick Batum's and stuff like that. Like, if Ty was not here, because for whatever reason, would Nick Batum decide to retire with our team? Stuff like that. Like, those are things that I think we're assuming that Ty Lue is sticking around for for the long haul. My feeling on Ty is that he's going to be here as long as he wants to be, and mm-hmm. and we'll allow him. The you know right. the love is there, the culture is there. You know, it's just up to Ty if he gets bored with it and feels like he wants some, a different challenge or to move on or to quote unquote retire, whatever you want to do. Is if he wants to go into, he's he, but yeah, but he doesn't like anything but basketball, right? So, yeah, I I think he's just going to be the coach here as long as he wants to to be here. Same here. Okay. Ty is here for as long as he wants. It's yeah. it's not like the owner's going to run out of money. It's crazy. Dude is a young coach too, man. He's a young coach and he has so many years ahead of him. You know, like when you get to those coaches that are like, oh yeah, he's been coaching for 37 years. Like that could legit be Ty Lue one day. Like, oh, yeah. fuck, I'm, six, I'm 60 years old coaching. He could, be, he could be looking at, you know, hey, maybe I'll try and win a thousand games with the Clippers. He you never can, know, man. He could legitimately be our, our version of Greg Pop is for San Antonio. Like, yeah. I, I think yeah. he... I don't think the team like if the team is ever bad again, it's because of the personnel and not the coaching, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And I'll be honest with you, if it ever got to the point where there was a, a toxic situation in the locker room, 
that player goes before Ty Lue goes, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm just I'm just throwing mm-hmm. that out there. I don't know. I, right, I don't know if that would be the case, but yeah. I think we've discovered through retire a clipper that we really like these guys and a few oh, in absolutely. particular that we want to see guys like oh, Reggie yeah. and Nico and Kawhi PG. We want and, to see them retire clippers. And the people that we all decided that wouldn't didn't get high numbers is because we do think they deserve to get paid and they'll probably get paid somewhere else. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't pay everybody. Yeah, you can't pay everybody. <laughs> when everybody's good. You can't pay everybody. The only the only player that I feel like we gave some of unfavorable uh, number two was like Marcus Morris because of like he's in trade talks every year. He's in his late thirties. Like we're not going to pay him fourteen mil again on the next contract. Like he's gonna, he's, he's probably going to move on. Like he's thirty two. Yeah, uh, and I think he does have a a skill set that's going to be really valuable. I just ultimately think he's going to try and hook up with his brother somewhere for one last run. Finish it off. Yeah. One last hurrah, you know, and that's where that's where my Marcus Morris numbers come from. I love Book. I wish he would exert himself a little more in the rebounding situation, but uh, I love him. Yeah, and, I, I love him. And to be honest, he, he could also be a person that he just takes a favorable contract just to stick around because he 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 feel, he loves being part of the culture too. And then all of a sudden, possible. we look at him; he's thirty seven, still in the Clippers, and he retires. You know, it's one of those. Mm-hmm. It's one of those situations. It could be one of those things where he gets the last run with his brother as the brother is as Markeith is the last guy on our bench. I mean, yeah. it's possible. Mm-hmm. Keith isn't a guy who's gonna play 20 minutes a night anymore. It's just yeah. I mean, especially with the injury that he's sustained this year. I just don't see it happening. Right. Um, he's like a break cat break glass in case of emergency guy now. And that's well, that was our podcast. Uh, thank you two for coming on. Uh, you can catch the LA Clips Forum wherever you find your podcasts, whether it's a uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Apparently, you could do a star rating on Spotify now. Interesting. So when you're not yeah. listening to uh, some person giving you false scientific information on Spotify, you could come to our podcast and rate <laughs> us pretty high. Um, when, uh, you could check us out on Twitter at LA Clips Forum. And uh, Jake, you have a drop coming out on the 25th of March. Yeah, March 25th, um, jakebarnes.com. Get on the newsletter. We have – it's probably the best drop of the year, I think. Uh, I finished it. I'm done. I spent time on it already. Uh, keep your eyes on the tunnel. You know what I'm saying? The tunnel is going to get hot. <laughs> the tunnel is going to get hot. You know, I – Let's get it, man. We're, we're finally getting that semi Ojale drop. I've been waiting yeah, for it. Yeah, finally, the Rodney Hood. <laughs> uh, Trent, uh, you got a couple podcasts. Yeah, I have I have my my podcast, Trent Takes On, which is not about sports at all. And then my other podcast, which you guys have been on, uh, which just dropped the very first drop yesterday. It was a Tournament of Nonsense. Uh, it's on the Trent Takes On feed. We'll tweet out the, the information on it, uh, which is also not sports, but it's it's humor. It's just silly fun. You guys had a blast doing it. I had a, I just right. lived out my dream of being a game show host, uh, only way better than Bob Barker. So <laughs> it was, it was really good. I had a, I had a great time. And, and I want to throw this out there circling back to like the Brittany Grinder thing is we have uh, the blessing on this podcast to just talk about the Clippers and parts of the NBA and stuff like that. And um, Trent, what he does on his podcast, he talks about what's really going on in the world. Real So from, like in this Clippers Twitter community, I appreciate you, Trent, for everything you do on Trent Takes On because, you know, you're letting people know 
uh, valid information about what's going on. You had an episode on the Ukraine Russia conflict, and uh, we appreciate that that that's coming from someone in our community. And yeah, thank you, thank you so much. So that was our podcast. Uh, if you guys have any more thoughts on the Clippers, no, yeah, going once. Let's just let's let's keep going. Let's just keep going. Let's just keep winning. See when let the chips fall where they may. It's gonna be a great five weeks. To watch yeah. this team. Let's Absolutely. get it. Let's get it. Absolutely. Get a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Trent, for the outro, and we're out. Peace. Thank you for joining Brian Andrew and Jesse Sandoval for this episode of LA Clips Forum. For all the over and backs, loose balls, clear paths, and tip ins, catch LA Clips Forum every week. The podcast for fans, by fans. Clipper Nation, we'll catch you on the rebound. Oh, yeah.